Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. 610 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. What a beautiful spring morning, Dan. Like it's <laughs> There's a lot wet. to unpack in that sentence. Right? It, it, well, let me tell you this. Last night was dangerous. We the were fog. all over the state. The fo- It was, I mean, that was hard driving. I would have rather yep. have snow last night. The fog was so thick and wet, and it was gross. So the good news is the fog is not as thick this morning. It's foggy, yeah, it but better. it's not dense fog necessarily. But now right. we've got rain and yeah. drizzle and fog to deal with. It's just not going to be a very nice weather day. Although, as you said, spring-like, for the most right. part, temperatures are on the mild yeah. side here. So what are we? Th- you're thinking uh, 50s today? I think mostly 50s. Uh, I think that includes some 40s to the north. I do think 60 is a possibility to the south. We have a <laughs> warm amazing. we have a warm front draped yeah. right on top of us. Warm front is the boundary between cool and warm air. So if you end okay. up on the south side of that warm front, you're going to be on the warm side today. Right. If you end up on the north side, you're going to be on the cool side. What do we think for the weekend? Uh, you know, I think we'll catch a decent patch of weather from tomorrow afternoon into Saturday. Probably dry. Temperatures oh. still on the mild side. Remember, it's January. This is the dead yeah. of winter. We're supposed to see like 39 degrees in the afternoon. So if we're coming close to 50, that's pretty good. That's mild. Yeah, I just I, like all of a sudden I missed the snow. We had a little snow and all of a sudden it's almost all gone. Okay, good. Let's talk about Sunday then. All right. Oh, good. It's coming back. <laughs> It is. So Sunday is the cool down day. Sunday is going to be a rainy day to start. But it looks like that cold air, the timing is such that we're going to see at least some wintry mix, if not straight snow. And models are picking up on a few inches of accumulation in North Jersey. Now, how how warm, what if the ground is warm, though? I mean, it's because this is weirdly warm. Absolutely. And that's an important factor. You know, our forecast models tell us what the sky is going to do. Right. And it's my job to try to guess what the ground is going to do and how (laughs) it's going to react and we we have some tricks and some tools to do that but you know i i think it's going to snow long enough and it's going to get cold enough that we could see a little bit on the ground sunday night into monday morning north jersey only this is not a statewide thing okay but you know this is this is something we'll have to watch for late sunday into early monday there could be some travel issues monday afternoon commute i'll be driving back probably good by then probably good okay Mm -hmm. all right so my timing could be good could be very good. We'll see. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Yep. Eric, did I read correctly um, that uh, the cicadas are back? They will be back, yeah, coming up in the summer as soon as the soil reaches 64 degrees. Where, though? The, I, I wrote this article a few years ago because I, I gave my 17-and-a-half-year notice to the company <laughs> that I am not going through another cicada summer in yeah. Princeton. I'm, no. i got to move. I gotta. That's it. I'm out. No, this is not that brood, so you still have some time. So I'm uh, okay. You will see uh, probably mostly the Midwest and the South is where you're going to see this double brood. That won't happen again in our lifetime. And what does that mean? So it's two. It's, each brood takes from 12 to 15 years to mature and emerge from the soil. So they're like little beasts under the ground. Yeah, they're these little nymphs that are under the ground. Um, and then they'll emerge on this pretty regular schedule. In parts of the country, fortunately not in New Jersey, because it's not a constant, 
you have two of those broods that have now aligned that will be emerging at the same time. And wow. it will be <clears throat> deafening. I, it is... I mean, you remember. I, I had... Oh, I, I remember. How bad was it in Lawrence? Was it as bad? It wasn't as bad. You know, it's funny. In individual counties, there were pockets. Yeah. And I can, rem I can remember driving just up 206, crossing into Princeton, and yeah. it was horrific. Now, we had them, but we didn't have it to the extent that you had them in Princeton. I don't know that people really appreciate how, how bad it is. Like, first of all, they're loud as hell. So you walk outside and it, they're... Second of all, they're shedding whatever the hell they're exoskeleton. So yeah. you're you're walking on like a dead bug carpet. Yep. And your feet are crunching on your lawn. We're really creepy. The third, and this is the problem, they pee on you. I don't know that people realize that. Uh, they literally do flyby and they do and droplets hit yeah, you and you're like, yeah. what the hell is yeah. that? It's the damn bugs peeing on you. I've never experienced anything like it. So this idea that you wrote an article about how to cook them, I'm, I'm trying to get wrap my head you, around this. If you can't beat them, eat them. Yeah, um, you can't beat them, eat them. I uh, love it. Yeah, I mean, I, do people really eat them? They do, and it, it's there. And I think it was students at Princeton University that actually came up the last time this happened with a bunch of new. Recipes. What you call it? The uh, shrimp of the land? The shrimp of the land. Um, not mine. It belongs to a lot of entomologists. But, you know, it's, uh, and I, I want to say it was 2013 was when I first started writing about people eating cicada. And look, yeah. in, a, in the U.S., we don't eat bugs because everybody thinks they're gross and creepy. But there are two million people in cultures from Mexico to Australia where bugs are either considered a delicacy or a staple part of the diet. That's why they're all trying to get here. They're leaving, the, they're leaving their escape in the bug culture to come to a normal place. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, but it's, um, I mean, I would. I, like, I wonder, I would adventure into, like, a cicada martini. Interesting. Right? There might be something. With the with droplets that, that they. Oh, God. Now you ruined it. I was just, I did that. You ruined it. That's it. That's it. And I'm out. Uh, I'm just, I'm picturing a Bloody Mary with the shrimp. The celery, the olive, the cicada. And the cicada. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, disgusting. All right. Uh, did you deal with the cicadas when they were here last time? And uh, I, I am not exaggerating. If you've not dealt with that, let me ask you what's the worst thing you've dealt with as far as pests in your yard? Oh, God, the cicada's horrible. I'm going to ask producer Kristen to send out the article that I wrote about giving the company my 17 and a half year notice because I'm not going through the cicada thing again. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 616 is the time. Traffic and weather. Arrow. 623 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talk in Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So, producer Kristen, um, I'm trying to remember. It was a few years ago. Yes. That I gave my official notice about mm -hmm. when I was leaving this job. Right. And it was tied in with the fact that I, you know, I am digging in with an asterisk because I'm done. The cicada thing is too much. They're gross. So, it, I think the brood, as they call it, right. I'm listening to him, there are two broods coming. What a weird <laughs> word that is, right? Um, there are the the one in Princeton, the Central Jersey brood. I think we have another what fourteen years left. Yes. When did I write that article? Uh, well, I'm was trying to find it pre 
I'm wondering uh, lockdowns. The, I don't remember. I don't remember, and it's funny because I can't find it. Which oh, that's I mean, funny because it was you saying you were going to leave the station. I wonder if the station got rid of the. Oh, do you think they got rid of it? <laughs> no, I don't. Anything's possible, you know. But True. corporate gets a hold of stuff, and uh, but but the do you? I mean, it didn't hit you as bad. You were in Somerset, correct at the right? time. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I I remember it being really bad when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Which I guess was because it's what every seventeen years, every like fifteen to seventeen years, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but you got it bad. I remember. Remember the videos? The videos. Pictures. I mean, loud, like yeah. loud. You'd hear it in the house. I don't think people appreciate it. I was ground zero for the cicadas. You were. I, yes. I, I and and it was a, it was a carpet of bugs out on my lawn. It was something out of a an apocalyptic sci fi movie. Like it was definitely one of the seven signs. It's it was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So uh, I don't think they're coming back. I just we'll, we'll we'll alert that article when we find it. Now it's possible it was scrubbed by the corporate overlords. We don't know, but we will um, we will bring you that just so you can at least set your your calendar to uh, my last show. And um, you know, I mean, I I could broadcast from my new home away from the cicadas. I don't know. <laughs> So, I, <laughs> so no one's gonna know where you live. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure. It out. Uh, on a serious note, yes. you and I were talking mm-hmm. earlier that a friend of yours had a ring camera and caught a guy pulling up to their street. Yes, parking the car, getting yes. out with a hoodie, mm-hmm. and trying the locks on their car. Trying to get into their <laughs> wow. car in broad daylight, three p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. Their ring camera. Now, it. did they call the police? Yes. What did they do? Yes. And what did the police say? Well, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I didn't get that far with them. But they decided to post the video, of course, on Facebook for all of Facebook to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if anybody recognizes the guy, right? And, and you, you, so, I couldn't see the face. I couldn't make it out because it's far away. It is a ring camera, but you can see. That's why you want the cameras from Acteon, right, Acteon well, Networks. No joke. You can literally I, see the car. Pull we up. grab the face. We'll like if that, that happens smart. in front of my house, yeah. I'll get their face and yeah. I can send that. Um, so that's the question. Do you first of all do you have a solution like that? Um, and and I, we heard about this break in was in Franklin Township. A guy tried to get into the home. Uh, this is happening more and more. And I've got a simple question for you this morning. Um, what are you What are you doing to protect your home? And if you're a police officer, let me know what you want people to do. Like, is it smart if somebody's trying to get into your car to call you? Uh, and if you call the police, can you do anything if a guy is just fiddling with the car door handles? Is that illegal? I, I, I don't even know. I mean, did the guy break the law? You know what he's up to. You know what he's about to do. But lock your car, my God. So the question is, are you concerned about a home invasion, about having your car stolen in the driveway off the street? And what are you doing about it? is my number. 626 is the time. Eric Scott with your news next. 638 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. Eric, what happened with this shootout at, uh, where, where was that? It was at a motel on, in South Brunswick on Route 1. Uh, That's bad for business. Yeah. What um, happened? So the U.S. Marshals, in conjunction with the Drug Enforcement Agency, went to serve a warrant on somebody who was staying at that motel. Uh, The suspect exchanged gunfire with the marshals. Um, No marshals were hit. He was hit and, you know, dropped in the parking lot, I believe. They kill him? 
Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was dead. Yeah. Um, don't know. He wanted multiple felony warrants, but they wouldn't Nuts. detail exactly what it was that he was wanted for. Um, but it was uh, it was a tense scene there for a while. I, I can. I mean, were there other guests at the hotel? I mean, this is the kind of place where the uh, uh, people are staying because they're on business, or is this a place that they're housing homeless? Uh, I would mix. say probably more the latter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it closed today? Do you know? I don't know if they actually closed it down. I, I mean, I'm sure that room's not available. Um, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But God, it, can you imagine you roll up on that scene? What right? happened? He was in the room and he started shooting through the door. What do we? That know I don't happened? know. So the you know any any law enforcement or police involved shooting automatically gets kicked to the state attorney general and their task force to investigate. So the U.S. Marshal Service really hasn't said anything. The AG came out with a statement saying that uh, the suspect was killed by police on the scene after a shootout. Two guns were recovered near the body. Now, do the, local police go with the marshals? They're notified. Okay. It depends. So I we mean, don't know who shot who, who. It's really the jurisdiction of the marshals. The marshals Got will it. determine what backup. I mean, generally, they don't come into a town... Even if it's a fugitive task force or, you know, in this case, a, a joint investigation, they generally won't come into a town to make an arrest or yeah. to search for a suspect without notifying local police. Now, when they notify or if they need, you know, additional assistance, maybe yeah. they needed assistance securing the location, etc. It's a case by case basis. And the marshals generally make that call. God, what a I, what a scene. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it, Route One. That was that was not a, a not a good day to be on Route One yesterday because you had that, and then just a short ways away, um, you had that accident involving a an Uber driver that hit yeah. the back of a of a dump truck. Um, Do they know what caused that? Was he uh, not paying attention? The only thing they, they said know. at that. I mean, the dump truck. They made a, a point of saying that the dump truck was stopped at a red light. Yeah, and that the driver of the SUV, the Uber driver, tried to swerve. And was unsuccessful, and then hit the and, and the pictures of the vehicle. Killed? Uh, no, both were seriously injured. The driver and a sixty-year-old female passenger. It took firefighters um, thirty minutes to cut her out of the wreckage. Wow! No kidding. Yeah. Oh my God! But she was an Uber customer. Correct. God, that's it. That is uh, harrowing, right? You're in the back of the car, and I wonder how many people put their seatbelt on when they get in the back of the car. You know, I never do. I, I should sometimes do I, it, it. It depends. So if it's a, it's weird because if it's like an SUV and it has the shoulder harness, it just yeah. it's like second nature to do that. If it's a car and it just has, oh, that's interesting. You know, right. the lap belt. Sometimes I don't do that because I don't think about it. It's not right there. By I the never door. think about it. I'm so rarely in the back seat. But now, like with we're, uh, you know, we take Uber. I mean, I don't, I don't take any. Uh, I have a zero tolerance now. You know, I'm out and about too much, and I don't. Uh, so if I'm going to have a glass of wine, if we're going to have right. uh, a drink, I, I Uber. And uh, I was just thinking. I was thinking about that accident. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't put my seatbelt on in the back seat. Now I got I was in an Uber um a few months ago and I talked about this yesterday. Guy got pulled over. Clearly there was a problem because the guy tells the officer, I don't have my license. I just moved from New York. Oh boy. Right. And it was obviously something shady. And the officer's like, you know what? Just slow down. And he walked away. Really? Yeah. And I I've asked a few cops about this. They said the problem is you get into something very fuzzy if the guy's illegal. 
because oh, they can't right. do it. What do they do? So right. he's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to arrest the guy? Can't really do that. He doesn't have ID. So we're in a very strange time in New Jersey. But it occurred to me, how the hell did that guy become an Uber driver? Well, but I've you see it too because they have the screens or hooked up to their phone or whatever. Yep. And they're getting messages for rides. They're yeah. using that for directions. I mean, that essentially is their taxi meter. Yeah. You know, how much are they watching that? versus watching the road. Well, and absolutely. But like, how did he even get through the process? I went through I the know. process to become an Uber driver. I was going to do this, if you remember that. Yeah. Couple. I yeah. went through that phase. And uh, it, it's a pain in the neck. You've got to upload picture ID. You've got to fill out questionnaires. You've got to prove insurance. Like, it's a process to become an Uber driver. And I'm thinking, what I think happened is, I think these guys are splitting there you got one guy that's qualified and they rotate and they're oh, splitting the cash that's what i think you know I what think that's that, the scam that might be well but how does that work though because they when you order an uber they send you a picture of the driver it's a great question i you know what but i don't always check and i don't always notice the pictures sometimes they're very small yeah you're on your phone I mean, I, I don't even, sometimes, I, I don't know. It does. They don't always look exactly like the picture. True. True. Right? And I, 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 so I don't know. It's interesting, but that's a good point. I mean, if you're really paying attention, I, I, I you know, it's, it's getting, the world is getting so dangerous that I'm now paying attention to more things. Yeah. I mean, we pay attention to that. I, I mean, it's, I've, I know people who have had rough rides where, you know, they yeah. thought their driver was unsafe. <clears throat> And there is a way in the app where you can report that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's... I, do you notice on Uber, I don't know if you noticed this, if you give less than five stars, they make you... You have to explain why. You have to explain why, yeah. We had a situation, and it wasn't an Uber. It was um, a black car service coming back from Philadelphia Airport one yeah. time where... It was a relatively young guy. I, I had to be in his in his twenties. Um, may have been the worst driver <laughs> that we've ever had. Really? And I mean, at one point, we're literally we we put our seatbelts on on that ride. Um, coming ninety five out of out of Philly, this guy was weaving in between really? lanes, he's speeding up, slowing down. I mean, it just and did it you say something? Um, you know, I I didn't say anything. I should have said something. Yeah. I didn't want to make a bad situation worse. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, here's Sandra in the back, Sandra in the back seat. We're literally just holding hands going, please get us home. Please get us home. Wow. Please get us home. That part of 95 is a dangerous stretch of road to begin Very with. much so, yeah. People drive recklessly yep. and way too fast. Yeah. Right from the airport. Yeah. Once you pass Center City. Yep. It's just a stretch of road that is... Uh, and the lanes are narrow because, yeah. you you know, the, it's forever under construction. So they yeah. all, those barriers, you know, it's just, I, I always, it, 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 to me, it reminds me of, you know, the X-Wings flying into the trench of the Death Star, right? You know, I mean, it's because it's, it's, you get the, the walls, you know, the barriers on either side yes, of you, you know, and, it's yes. just, and you're just waiting, you know, for something to happen. That's a great analogy. All right, question for you. And Debbie, I will get to you first on the other side of traffic and weather. Uh, maybe I, I hopefully can uh, help you with your issue. Um, but I do want to ask you, have you ever had a harrowing ride with Uber or Lyft? I think there needs to be more competition. I don't know about you. I think the quality is going down. I don't know that they're vetting. 
the drivers as much as they used to. It's just I, I'm finding it with the cars. It's it's getting to a point now where um, you're uh, first of all, I had two cancel on me the other day and I had to wait for the third car and it was only going a half an hour away. So I don't know about you. I think we need more competition. Are you a rideshare driver or someone who uses it often? And do you agree that it's a little bit disconcerting how they're vetting their drivers. 1-800-283-101.5. Debbie, get to you first. Other side of traffic weather next, 646. Hello. 6.53 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. So we're talking about getting around in the Garden State. And I'm just noticing there that Uber driver getting into a wreck yesterday. Um, I, you know, I wonder, it had me thinking about a couple things. Number one, I, I'm guilty of this. I just, I never put my seatbelt on in the back seat. I know that's uh, probably not a good idea. And after this accident, I'm thinking, hmm, I ought to rethink that. What about you? Are you concerned about traveling? Have you ever had an incident uh, with Uber or another service? Let's start with Debbie in Ocean County. Morning, Debbie. How are you? Good morning, Bill. Thank you very much for taking my call. I am driving in the rain. I hope you can hear me okay. I can hear you fine. Okay, so this goes back to um, sometime in November. Um, I am a social worker by training and pride myself in knowing where to point people to get assistance. I'm at a loss. All right, tell me. Um, I have been getting toll violations. I go through at least three tolls a day. And I've been getting toll violations that are, are at one point close to $2,000. 2000 Wait, with your Easy Pass? Yes. It's $50 each toll I go through. I go through at least three tolls a day to get to work. My credit card was compromised, so the credit card company had to cancel the credit card and reissue a new credit card. That was the credit card that my Easy Pass was attached to. So I was not aware I was accruing violations. I completely forgot about the Easy Pass and the credit card. So when I started receiving violation notices, I went online to try and update my credit card information. And they wouldn't let you do it, right? Well, it would tell me, well, you can't update your payment information until you take care of your I went through this. Debbie, Debbie. It it, it brings you in the circle, right, Bill? Yep. I, I went through this. So let me ask you, what happened when you called Easy Pass? What did they say? Well, I've taken three days off of work to try and get the issue resolved. The first time I called, I was on hold for over two hours. The person gets on the line and she says she can get my violations down to um, $1,250, but I'm responsible for that. Wow. I, I don't. I told her I don't think any of this is my fault. It's your system that is screwed up. Yeah. I, all right. So who did you talk to? Did you get the name of the supervisor? Well, she tells me that Sean is going to call me and I'll have to speak to Sean. All right. So here's what I want you to do. When is Sean calling you? Today? I've taken two other days off to try and talk to Sean. I eventually get Sean to return my call. All right. He tells me he's not the person to talk to. He's the only, he takes care of uh, payment plans. It is aggravating. So what you need to do is call them back, get a supervisor. We do have some contacts at EasyPass. So what I'm going to do is get your information, and I'm going to see if I can get somebody in touch with you who can resolve this problem. So I'm going to put you on hold. 
Producer Kristen will get your information, and let me see if we can connect you with one of our contacts at Easy Pass. We've been able to help people in the past. I'm going to try to help you, Debbie. Thanks for calling. All right. Everybody else hang in there. I want to talk about your problems. Look, if I can solve a problem for you this morning, of course, call the show, 1-800-283-101.5. And if I don't know how to solve it, I can at least try to find the right person to solve it. So I'm here to solve problems this morning. But beyond that, I want to talk about Uber. Have you had problems with um, your ride share? Have you ever gotten to a situation? I told you I was in the car the other day. Guy gets pulled over for speeding. Uh, I mean, just a it was it was kind of a mess. And then you had that accident yesterday. Has anything like that happened to you with a rideshare? 1-800-283-101.5. Mark, get to you first after the news is next. 710 on New Jersey, 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Hey, Eric, let me ask you, with some of the um, messages we hear, uh, do you hear it online as well as on the air? Because I want to make sure everybody heard Chuck <laughs> Norris talking about... Um, the regular bowel movements and, and how um, you know it's very important. And I was reminded of Mahatma Gandhi, who would ask his female attendants every morning if they had a good bowel movement. Yeah. You're not really sure how to respond to that. Neither am I. I heard it, and I'm like, I, I should mention it. Can you imagine having that conversation today? Who would you even ask? Like, when, you know, let's have the sales meeting open up. All right, guys, I want to make sure that everybody's feeling good. You've you've purged all the bad stuff oh, out. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Uh, apologies to everybody eating breakfast right now. Yeah, sorry. I Look, we, we don't program these ads. That's not. This is above our pay grade. It, it happens beyond us. But uh, uh, what did Chuck Norris call it? It's the kick. Something kick. Yeah, yeah it's pretty clever. Know. Just eat your bran. Yeah. God, remember bran? Remember the people used to put the bran on? Uh, what was it? No, wheat germ. Remember wheat the germ. wheat germ yeah. craze? Yep, yep, yep. What was yep. that about? Was that nutrients or was that about... Uh, was it nutrients or was it... Uh, fiber? Cleanse or... You know... Was I it mean, like a like, cleanse? It get, I, don't, I don't know. You get to be a certain age and wheat germ. fiber suddenly is important. Fiber becomes important. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what this kicks thing? I gotta look into this. The Chuck Norris kick. I'm the sure. The morning kick. You know, go to your Instagram. I'm sure he's selling it on there. See, this is That's... the problem. All of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I need a fiber supplement. Go to go to the gram. Let's see what I can buy. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Don't worry. I'm not going to talk about bowel movements this morning. So we all get a break. Let's go to Mark and Sayerville. What the hell am I talking about? We're talking about Uber and transportation around the state. And the idea that, I don't know, I, I have to tell you, I think it's getting worse. What's going on, Mark? Good morning, Mr. Governor. How are you today? I'm good, Mark. How you doing? Okay. I'm a small business owner. I own a, trans, a luxury transportation company in Monroe Township, MarksTransportationNJ.com. Now, my, you hit a very sensitive spot here with this Uber. What I can't comprehend is... Why a business owner like myself that's licensed and insured has to carry $1.5 million liability policy, and these guys are driving around with 10 and 20? Yeah. it's a, You know, Mark, it's a fair question. I mean, it really is. Um, uh, and I don't know the answer to that, except that I, I think the advent of the ride shares uh, was important for a couple of things. Number one, and I, I don't know what the exact stats are, but I've got to believe we've seen a drop in drunk driving based on that. Number two, you are using your own car and you're taking 
uh, you know, one or two people at a time. So my guess is your your transportation company, are you transporting goods as well? No, no. I'm a luxury transportation. So it's just limos. You're a limo guy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a uh, luxury Suburbans, Sprinter limos. And a limo bus. I have uh, eight pieces, eight cars. You know, it's interesting, Mark. I would love to look into that because common sense would tell you that if you've got a driver who had... Now, my guess is, unlike Uber, you're not going to... Your drivers are not using their own car insurance. They're using... They're insured by the company. My company, yes. And all my drivers, if anyone drives the limo bus, they all need a CDL license for that. Yeah. And all my drivers need a limo license, which means they have to take a drug test twice a year. Now, these Uber drivers, none of them have limo licenses. Yeah. None of them have proper insurance. So let me ask you this, Mark. Which, and a serious question, which way would you go if you were in charge of the state? Would you deregulate to allow for your drivers to come more in line with rideshare drivers or... Would you increase the regulation and require a higher level of burden on the rideshare? Uh, definitely a higher burden on the rideshare. The rideshare guys should all be licensed and insured like all the luxury transportation yeah. companies. I, I think it's a great are, point, Mark. I think it's a great yeah, point. And, Hard and to enforce. Make, hey, Mark, do me a favor. Point, Give me yes. a plug your company again real quick. It's Mark's Transportation, NJ.com, 347-538-2612. We're based out of Monroe Township, New Jersey. Mention Bill Spadia and get $5 off any any uh, airport ride. I love it. Mark's Transportation, NJ.com, reliable and affordable. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate Thank your perspective, you, man. Have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate it. As I've said, the thought has crossed my mind. Arlene, Ron, I'll be back. 715, fast traffic, instant weather next. Mm. 721 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. We're talking about uh, uh, Uber. And, uh, you know, Mark brought up a good point. Uh, MTNJ, Mark's Transportation NJ. Dot com. Mark had a really good point. Like, you've got these limo companies that are doing effectively the same thing. And they're carrying a much higher insurance burden than your Uber drivers. Now, I can tell you, I've been taking Uber since Uber became a thing. So years and years and years. And, and it's incredibly convenient. I love it. Love the app. All of it. However, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is not a knock on any particular Uber driver, but the quality of the rides has decreased. And they almost trick you into a five-star rating because you have to then explain if you give a four instead of a five. And I think what's happening is more people are just given the five by default. So a lower quality, and here's what I mean. If your car smells because for years you smoked in it and you've got 19 air fresheners, that's gross. You like it, it's I can't imagine there aren't more people complaining about Uber with allergies, etc. Like, you know, you get into a car that somebody was smoking a pack of cigarettes and there were three dogs in the back. You know that. And a lot of times we had an Uber driver the other day that had a 
um, Spanish language station, talk station on, loud, that was not even a full signal. So it was like staticky coming in and out. And it was, it just strange, right? Like there was no accommodation to, and you don't want to be rude. You don't want to say like, you should know. So anyway, I, I'm just finding this. I want to know if you're finding it. Let's start with Marlene in Atco. Good morning, Marlene. How are you? Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm go a little off. Great. I'm a little off topic, but I would love for you to run for governor. You would have my vote. You know, I listen to you in the morning in the station in the afternoon, but what you talk about, a lot of our New Jerseyans that I'm going to say for myself, we're fed up with everything. The police officer yesterday that committed suicide, you hit a point on the governor and his wife being condescending, everything going on in New Jersey with all the woke. You can't afford to buy anything or food. Please run for governor, Bill. You'll have one of my votes. Wow. Thank you, Marlene. That is very nice. I, You know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions lately, and I... Uh, you know, I tell everybody what uh, my attorneys have asked me to say, which is the thought has crossed my mind. I will be honest that that thought is lingering a little more lately. Let me ask you this. Would you miss me on the air? Um, I'd miss you on the air, but I know you'd be an advocate and do the right thing for citizens and people in New Jersey. Thanks, Marlene. And What's the first thing you'd want to see fixed? What's the first thing you'd want to see fixed? There's so many things to have fixed. <laughs> yeah, I right? listen to you all the time. I can get on the bandwagon and talk to you for about an hour. You got the police officers. People can't afford food. We're a sanctuary city now. There's a measles outbreak. You know, I work for a hospital. I have to wear a mask because they're not vaccinated. It's just all this stuff that's going on in New Jersey. Yeah. The bag ban, the windmills. It's just everything. It's that a mess, right? It. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a little mess. Well, Marlene, let me tell you this. Got it. Thank you. Thank you for that huge boost of confidence. I appreciate it, and I will certainly keep you posted. Oh, please, let me know. I want to hear it online if you, um, on the ballot. All right. Thanks, Marlene. Have a great rest okay. of your day. Appreciate your comments. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. uh, you're welcome. You got it. Everybody else, uh, yeah, I have time. Let's go to Pat and Manahawkin. What's going on, Pat? Good morning. Bill, Bill how are you doing? I'm a, I love the show. I listen every day. Uh, listen, thank I'm you. driving to work in Trenton. Uh, to clarification, I do Uber on the side, mm -hmm. and insurance is covered. But so once someone gets in my car, Uber pays the insurance. Everybody's covered with a large policy, so there's no worries with that. So you're, but and and Uber is paying it, right? I mean, who's paying for it? Yeah, do so they charge you? Accident, Uber's paying. No, well, I pay, it's it, the, the ride. Yeah, the the ride is paid. It's part of the cost of the ride. Like I'll make a percentage of what you pay as a as a ride. So walk me through it, Pat. I let's say uh, I call you today. I went to I went from Princeton to Somerset uh, the other day, and it was a thirty three minute ride. cost me thirty nine dollars. All right, so maybe maybe the rider gets twenty five, and the rest of it goes to the cost of Uber. Well, that's not bad. I mean, if you get twenty five on a thirty nine dollar ride, I think that's actually be, pretty good. It's okay. It's okay. It used to be even better, but so that's so just so you know, that's where it's the danger. Now, the, the guy, the livery guy, the limo guy, where he's where he's the danger is. A lot of guys are doing rides on their own. That's risky because, in other words, here I am, 60 years old. I don't want to lose my house if I get an accident because I'm driving somebody I, I really don't have the insurance for. You know what I'm saying? So if you did that, a Venmo. I'm not paying that limo insurance. Yes, this guy's doing it. It's crazy, really, if they do it. I, I, I don't you, agree with it. Pat, they're doing it more and more. They'll, they'll know, Literally, crazy. you get to the end of the ride, they're like, hey, I'll take you back, and you can Venmo me the money. Here's my cell phone. 
And I'm like, I, I don't like that. What if you get, what, yeah, what if you get end up in a hospital all beat up? You're gonna have to sue that guy to get your hospital bills paid. Yeah, I, I just, I, I have not done that. I'm, I, yeah. I had the situation that happened to me in Florida. I was in, uh, God, where the hell were we? Um, Panama City, and there's literally one Uber driver. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So I get the Uber from the airport. She drops us off. She's like, Hey, here's my cell. Text me when you want to go back to the airport. You know, two or three days later, we we're there for a couple of days, and uh, and I'm like, okay, sure. And then I thought about, it. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do that. So I call Uber. Right. She comes. That we got, and it, like it was just kind of ridiculous, right? So so yeah, she's like, why did you go through the app? Why didn't you text me? And I said, well, next time. But then I thought about it. You're right. You're off the insurance if you're doing that. Yeah, not worth it. Involved. I mean, I, I'll do it for a friend, someone I know, so I can just yeah. drive my friend somewhere that I'm But no way. And a lot of guys are doing it. I hear you. I'd love to find another way I could do it with these But you, no, no one's going to insure you for that. Yeah, it's a good point. Money like a limo company. Right. All right, man. Thank you, Pat. Good talk right, to you. you. Have a great rest of your day. All right, Ryan, Ryan, I'll be back. 728. Eric Scott with your news next. Seven thirty-eight on New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till ten o'clock this morning. Talk New Jersey. Taking your calls one 1015 So I, I think it was yesterday. I was talking about the uh, the pay raises that uh, the legislature decided to vote themselves, um, and uh, a caller called angry about the pay raises, and then dumped all over. A couple of the folks that uh, went on a trip to Israel. Now, there were a bunch of politicians that were invited on this trip. And the the uh, call, it was actually one or two, it may have been two, that called mad about this trip saying, why are our legislators uh, going out of the country uh, on the taxpayer dime, et cetera? And, and I said, well, I, you know, number one, our partnership with Israel, very, very important. Number two... Let's find out who actually paid for it. Well, it turns out the guys paid their own way. So for all of you that were concerned about this trip, this was not some taxpayer boondoggle. This was an important part of our strong relationship with Israel. So uh, I, I had a quick conversation with my, my friend Greg Meyer, who, as you know, was uh, the mayor of Stafford Township and is now a new assemblyman in the 9th District, which represents Ocean County, Barnegat, Barnegat Light, Beach Haven, Manchester, Ocean Gate, Ocean Township, Ship Bottom, and uh, many other uh, towns, including uh, Berkeley and uh, Harvey Cedars. He joins me now, fresh off the trip from Israel. Greg, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning, Bill. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, so first of all, tell me about the trip. What did you observe while you were in Israel? I mean, uh, certainly a lot of folks saying this is a dangerous time to be there. What was the experience like? Yeah, it was an incredible experience, and there's no question about it. It is, um, I think it's always some degree of danger whenever you go anywhere in the Middle East, but uh, particularly now, uh, you know, their, their tourism has dropped sharply because very few people are going. And obviously just coming up barely 100 days off the attacks of October 7th on a number of locations, uh, both in the southern part of um, of Israel. It, there were certainly were security concerns, but I had talked to a number of people about it before the trip. And again, this was um, a two-day, very packed, organized itinerary. There was a really unique opportunity to see a lot of not only the affected areas, the affected people, but also the response. And um, what some of the ideas that many people throughout the country have from a whole wide variety of uh, perspectives. What was the reaction to locals, to New Jersey legislators? Because you were also joined by uh, Paul Kinitra, 
Um, uh, also a new member of the assembly, another good guy, um, representing his constituents well. And, and how were you guys received? Uh, we were received very well. And, uh, yeah, uh, Assemblyman Kinnitri was there along with uh, Mike Ganimore, uh, Mayor Tony Perry. And there were actually three Democrat legislators as well. So it was truly bipartisan as well yeah. as a number of educators. So it was uh, – and, and just some – some other just interested citizens. So what do you take away from this, Greg? What do you take away um, as now that you're back? Uh, what do you think is the important message? I think the important message is that um, it's obviously the, the situation over there is incredibly complex. Uh, none of us were going over there to necessarily try to solve anything, but to learn what the facts on the ground were. As you know, uh, most of us receive our news from whether the internet, TV, radio, uh, from, essentially from journalists. So this is mm -hmm. the case of getting a, first-hand look at it, and I got to tell you, the devastation was just absolutely um, really horrifying, yeah. and my heart goes out to all the innocent victims, and certainly, um, and the, particularly the hostages that are still being held right now. Yeah, isn't right it amazing, right? Greg, that that has kind of dropped off the headline? I mean, there are still dozens of Israelis and Americans that are being held in Gaza, and, and we don't... There's actually about, uh, about 130. Wow, that, that many... That many still being held, and it's dropped off the headlines. You don't hear about it. No, and that was um, one of the reasons why I thought it was important to go because yeah. I know uh, from firsthand experience, just because people are are talking about something doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's it's important. You know, we uh, we had our trip planned for May. We've pushed it back to September. Uh, and one of the things that I learned is the reason you know we're taking a group over in uh, in September now, um, right around Labor Day. And, you know, similar to you, I want to I want to learn firsthand. I want to see it firsthand. But, you know, part of it was that they tell us a lot of the hotel rooms are taken up by people who have been displaced, families that have lost their homes from the devastation, the attacks, the terrorists, the missiles, the whole thing. Um, you, I would say that's certainly yeah. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. I mean, did you get a sense that um, Israelis feel that what the reaction of the Western world supporting, for the most part, supporting uh, the incursion into Gaza, do they feel supported? Do they feel that more needs to be done in the Western media? They are concerned about that. Um, and I, like when I said, there's a whole range of perspectives over there. I mean, you, you had, when it, there, there's, it's a, it is, a, from my observations, it seems to be a, a certain place where free speech um, is welcome and, and practiced. Yeah. So the sense I got uh, regarding how they feel the Western world they know that it's uh, very controversial, and they know that it's sensitive. And I actually got a feeling from many people that there really are concerns about everybody, their, their neighbors, the innocent people in Gaza, the West yeah. Bank. And it's it's obviously an age-old question. So what to do? I think that question is still yeah. very much on their minds. And uh, I saw a lot of people looking for peace. What I did learn uh, was that all the countries of the Abraham Accords, that was back um Donald Trump was a yep. big um, factor in that when peace seemed to be breaking out across the region, and now uh, there's war, but none of those countries have pulled out their ambassadors uh, from Israel. So you still have active engagement with these new Muslim-majority countries that have, that have gone there. And we actually also met, um, we met with a school where they have uh, Jewish and Muslim students in the same school. It's about uh, half and half, and they, they both learn each other's languages. Hebrew, Arabic, and English. That is one of the big gaps or the big gaps over there. We have these people really living in the same country, but they don't share any kind of common bonds because, first of all, they don't speak the same language. And I look even what's happening in our country 
where you have this surge of illegal immigration with um, you know, yeah. people that are going to have a very difficult time assimilating. Yeah, that's it's a great perspective. We've talked about that. The Israelis uh, really have figured out a way to integrate different uh, and diverse cultures and bring them in under under one roof. And we uh, we ought to take a page out of that in our country for sure. Well, Greg, welcome back. Thank you for sharing the story. I'm, I'm glad you went. Uh, and uh, and congrats because you are a brand new member of the assembly. There's a lot of great things I know you've got ahead in your career, and I I, I want you to know and everyone to know that uh, we respect your your pathway, how you got there, and what you bring to the table. So thank you for standing up for your constituents and and bringing a uh, a good perspective for the future. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bill. You got to take care. That is Greg Meyer. Uh, who is a former mayor in Stafford Township, now a ninth District uh, member of the Assembly. He, uh, His group, uh, he's joined by uh, Carmen Amato, who is the new senator, and Brian Rump, who is the, um, uh, was the incumbent legislator. So you've now got a very, very solid, solid team in the ninth District. And uh, as he mentioned, Paul Kinitra, uh, our friend who is in uh, also representing Ocean and Monmouth County, another good guy. Uh, I support these trips. I think it's very important for our legislators to get a perspective internationally. And uh, the fact that they paid their own way makes it that much better. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. Let's get back to talking about the ride shares. Um, I want to uh, I want to ask you, do you agree that it's it's gotten worse? I, I think the quality has gone down. And it concerns me, and I think something should be done. I'm not sure what to do about it. Maybe raising the level of insurance requirements is a smart thing. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5, 746, fast traffic, instant weather. 753 on New Jersey, 101.5. Let's jump right back into it. So rideshare drivers, hey, guys, I'm not knocking you. I, you know, And I also understand that if Uber is covering the insurance costs, so God forbid something bad happens in the car, um, that's good. I, I also think we need to work on the regulations for our limo companies, cab companies, et cetera. There, there seems to be... Uh, a bit of unfairness in the market. I mean, we see, look, we see this with the insurance on snow removal. Our, our snow removal companies are paying through the nose to be able to insure their vehicles and insure against being sued if they break something. And I, I we've, we've got to come to terms with we have some out-of-control insurance costs in this state. That's got to come down. I'm a big backer of rideshare. I think the competition is needed. However... I'm just observing this as a customer now, not um, not a guy that may be in a position to make decisions about this, but just a guy that gets in the back of a car and goes places. And I've noticed the quality has gone down. Have you? Let's start with Ray in North Brunswick. What's going on, Ray? Hey, Bill. Uh, thank you for everything you do for us here in the state. Um, again, if you did run, you'd have my vote. Thank you, Ray. Um, Appreciate that. All right. What do you want to say? Um. So I drove a town car for a company that took people to rehab, drug, alcohol, et cetera. Wow. Everything, I was told, everything was covered. I'm driving on the Garden State Parkway up in Woodbridge. I get rear-ended. I had a client in the back. Well, I got sued by the client, and I got sued by the person that hit me, which was ridiculous. Wow. But... They wanted like almost a half a million dollars for me. And I'm going, well, it was my fault. And plus, you know, the, the people that had the company should have taken care of it. No, no, no. They come in, they sue the driver first. 
you know. Now, wait, Ray, you worked for a limo company, right? Well, it wasn't a limo company. It was a, the, the people had town cars and they were contracted by the, these rehab companies. Got it. Okay. So you were, you, but you didn't realize you were on your own. What happened? Correct. And they didn't, the, the, the company didn't tell me that. Well, I, I lucked, and I shouldn't say lucked out because it was a sad thing. The person that I was driving actually overdosed a couple months later, but he, he was suing me and his family. Yeah. So once once he passed, then, then it was dropped. But I would have been liable for that. Isn't it sad so, that the way out was that the poor guy died? Like, like it's sad, right? And, and I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you... I'm glad you weren't on the hook, though, Ray. What about the driver who hit you? Um, nothing happened to him, and and he was rushing but, down the shore to to, and he even said it to me on the side of the road. He was doing sixty five miles an hour when he hit the back of the. But did his case go through? He sued you too. Did his case go through? Uh, got his got thrown out because it was his fault. Wow, man! I'll tell you though, Ray, it, it does show you you want to have some liability insurance against something like that, and and you're hung. You got to read the fine print. I can tell you stories uh, back and forth with uh, companies that, you know, for my world of media, it is one of the most important things to make sure that the company has your back because people sue you on a dime today. They don't care. They don't like something you said. I mean, it's just you're 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 out there in public. They come after you for every little thing because they don't like what they heard. And in New Jersey, uh, it's like our part of our culture now. We just sue. It's disgusting. We're going to do something about that, too, Ray. We're gonna we're gonna get this tort reform in. It's got it's got to change. It's that it's out of control. Ray, thank you. Appreciate the call. You take care. Yeah, you take care, man. Appreciate you, Ron. I'll get to you first. Other side of the news next. Seven fifty seven. Eight ten on New Jersey one hundred one point five. I am Bill Spady, and I'll be with you till ten o'clock this morning. I have to say, sometimes Eric, I think that we should be recording in this studio. No, all the time. No, no, no not no. good. No, no. I I've had people that have said, "Hey, can we come and and sit in and watch the show?" Ooh, no, yeah, no, you no, know, you cannot. Do you think people yeah. would be shocked at what they hear behind shocked the scenes and appalled? Probably appalled yeah. at some things. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I just look at things, I analyze things, and I you know I was just giving a certain scenario that I thought was appropriate. Given the advertising that we've been hearing, and it was a marvelous discussion. Thank but you. Not yes. one for air. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Here's one for air. Okay. Uh, this yogurt company is offering ten grand. Okay. Give up your cell phone for a month. I saw that. I saw that. Ten grand, huh? Is ten grand enough for thirty days? I mean, I, I don't know how you do that with your job, though. Like, I would say, give me ten grand. I won't. I I don't know. I, I there's no part of my phone that I couldn't not use for the job. I mean, social media is part of my job. So could you have another smart device that just wasn't a phone or you're just not allowed to have? Oh, that's a good question. I don't right? know. You know, it didn't say no Internet. It said no phone. Like, could I carry around my iPad? I don't know. Now I need clarification. Let's get producer Kristen on this. She's like, how would I know? You see her throwing <laughs> her hands up. Like, it's, I'm not offering the money. How now, there's a gallery go? post right there. All of Kristen's faces to you. Kristen's faces. That is a great, you know, that's a great idea. That, no? What? The faces I, I you heard. make. Oh, you heard that. Yes, I heard. So, that, I was, do, I, so I, that was on air. I'm very animated is what I've been told. 
You are uh, animated. You are yeah. very expressive. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Well, sometimes your hands are up. Like, you can tell if I've said something that just goes too far. Right. Is that what it, right? By the way, to mm. get back to the cell phone, it says cell phone device. So, iPad. Uh, is not a cell phone. It's not a cell phone. Isn't that cheating, though? I mean, it isn't is. that the whole point of, like, I, I don't know. Well, Would whole- you do it for 10 grand? No. Isn't the whole Would, point trying no. to find a loophole? Fair point. Cheat the system. Right. So let's let's work this out. Let's say this. So <laughs> any cell phone or smartphone? Oh. Like, does a flip phone count? That, that's a good question. I mean, cell it's the whole phone. point. Like, what is what is the purpose that they're getting at? That we are spending our, our face time is on screen time constantly? Yes. That's exactly what it right? is. Right? Yes. So is it the same issue if you have a... a God, I miss my old StarTac. Remember the StarTac oh, black flip the phone? StarTac, yeah. I know. Look, Kristen's like, oh, you guys are old. Talking about that. Well, yeah. I grew up with the uh, Nokia, with the little snake game, whatever it was called. No, what was and that? And the Sidekick. Remember the Sidekick? sidekick? No. No. You're, Kathy remembers Kathy the Kathy remembers it? Yeah, it was Do a little you? thing. You would Eric? flip it up. No, flip open. No. No, no I didn't no. have that okay. one. I, had the, uh, I didn't have the Blackberry. I had the, the Palm. I had a palm, palm for 10 minutes, and I kept losing the stylus, and it oh, made me angry. Yeah, see, just... I, I love the palm. Did you? I love the stylus, and, oh, and, when, and when they were phased so out, I, I was it. so angry. I was furious. That's funny. All right, so question for you. Could you go 30 days without your cell phone, and is 10 grand enough? And what would your price be for 30 days no phone. Could you do it? 1-800-283-101.5-814. Fast traffic and sit weather next. Oh. Eight twenty three on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So I'll be with you until 10 o'clock this morning. So I, I get this note from producer Kristen about Siggy, the... Um, uh, yogurt company. They've got a digital detox program. They're telling you, give up your smartphone for 30 days and you're, you're entered to win 10 grand. Now, you're entered to win. So they're not giving you 10 to, to give it up. And I, I went through the application here and I started filling it out. And then I got stopped by, you have to write a compelling essay between 100 and 500 words explaining why you need a digital detox in your life and how it will impact you in a positive way. They want you to align with Siggy's brand philosophy. What the hell is Siggy's brand philosophy? Why does a yogurt company have a brand philosophy? God, what a strange world we live in. Well, in case you're interested, 70% of your essay will be judged on how clear the explanation contained in the essay and how you'll use your time to live a simpler life. 20% on the essay's creativity and originality and 10% on the participant's authentic expression. So I'm already disqualified because I, I want, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't want to give up the phone. Could you do it? And would you do it for 10 grand? Let's start with Francis in Trenton. What's going on, Francis? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Morning. So what do you think? 30 days, 10 grand. Would you do it? I would. I think it's a good, it's, it's a fair price. And I think it's a good cause. I feel like a little detox would be good nowadays. Uh, you know, the, the pressure, everything ha- being on your phone. It's just a nice mental break. You I know, Francis, do you use your phone for work, though? Um, so I do, but once a week, I would just talk to my job about an alternate <laughs> an alternate option for the 30-day period. 
I think where there's a will, there's a way. You can always work your way around it. All right, let me ask you this, Francis. Would you put the phone down for 30 days for free? Uh, not necessarily 30 <laughs> days, but maybe two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, you know, the truth is there is something to this digital detox. I try on Sundays to have the phone charging in my office. As long as I have accountability, I know where the kids are. And if Jody and I are together, then it's like, you know what? We could go a day without the phone. So we'll, we'll put it away. And and that, I do love that. That is a bit of a luxury. Right, right. It also does let you enjoy the experience of what's in front of you. I mean, we're so glued to our phones I that know. we sometimes we let life pass us by. We don't really enjoy what's right in front of us, our real world, you know? I I see this um, when I'm out, even in restaurants. You'll, you'll sit at a restaurant. If you look around, look at how many couples are both on their phone. Right. Right? There's not even, yeah, there's no communication. There's right. No inter- like, no, no kind of interaction or very limited. It's like, how is it even a date night? You could just call it more of a just hanging out together on our phones. Right. It's stay just, it, <laughs> right. You, and you can stay home for free. You don't need to go out to the restaurant. I hear you. All right, Francis, you're in the yes column. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. You Thank take care. You too. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, Kevin, I'll get to you first on the other side. Question on the table. Would you give up your phone for $10,000 for 30 days? Would you do it for free? Have you ever been without your cell phone? You remember when I thought I left my cell phone at home? Total disaster. I think it was like, it was, I think it took me about a half hour before I'm like, I'm in trouble. Thank God Jody has found my phone. And uh, thanks to producer Kristen and our board out, Kathy, um, Jody was able to text them back and say, uh, yeah, the phone's with him. Anyway, it was under the seat in the car. That was one of those mornings. 827, Eric Scott with your news next. 838 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So, Siggy's... Am I saying that right? Yogurt? Yeah. Yeah, yogurt. Siggy's, I eat that, yeah. Do you? Mm -hmm. I like yogurt. Good probiotics. You know, um, I'm talking about the uh, whole Chuck Norris thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, the let me tell you something. It's going to help your innards. I, uh, you need the probiotics. I do like yogurt. I like the non-fat, uh, plain Greek yogurt. Ah, Jody loves that. We always have that in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, they're giving away ten grand to give up your cell phone. Could you do it? I I take. Yes, I, I I do. I think I. Kristen th- thought. I, I thought producer about Kristen this. thought you could do it. Yeah, I could probably do that. I would need some internet connected device. Although here's the one fly in the ointment, um, or the bug in the yogurt, as they might say. Bug in the yogurt. I I don't have a landline at home anymore. <laughs> I know. Neither do I. It would be a problem. I think you're allowed a flip phone. If I'm reading this correctly, you're giving up the smartphone. I okay. feel like I could do that. I'm ready to do that now. Like, the phone is just aggravating to We're me. We're old enough to have pulled up to a pay phone in a gas station with yes. a long cord yes. and made a call from our car. Yes. Phone, right? I remember that. Because somebody had paged us. I had a pager. Yeah, I had a pager. Yeah, they used to have this, the, uh, the, 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 the adventure, they had the, the lower cell phones at rest stops. And yes. you could pull your car yes. up. I remember yes. that. You put your yes. car right up to the payphone. Pull up to the payphone, yeah. throw in your quarters. Totally. 
Wow. Oh, my God. We, we're not that old. Or the calling card. Remember what the calling cards? Yeah, the calling card. You had to have the, what was it, 10 digits or something like that? You had, a, you yeah. had a calling card, and then, God, you would, remember, I mean, just staying at a hotel, Ugh. you would be charged for a long-distance call. I mean, I don't yeah. think today's uh, consumer knows what a long-distance call is. Right. What does that mean, long-distance? Well, what was I'm, it? Out of your area code, right? So you didn't have to dial the area code. Within your area code. Correct. But, but if you had to dial the area code, like if you had to go from long distance, 609 right? to 201, yeah. that was considered long now, distance. Now, when you moved to Jersey, there were two, uh, 201 and 609. Correct. Right? And I grew shortly up Shortly after I got here, they added 908. They added 908, 732. then 732, and then 856 was a weird one. Yeah, that was a weird That's one. like deep south. That's yeah. like, you know, you're, you're below the Mason-Dixon line. And people were mad about it because I can remember talking about that. On this station, when they were adding the area codes, and they were mad that they were losing 609 for yes. 732 or 856. Or they, they, I mean, they, it, people were livid about it. Yeah, then they added 973. And right. That threw a whole monkey wrench in. I, my cell phone is still 908. That was the first cell phone I got. Now, this, you're going back. So I got my cell phone. God, I'm trying to think, Eric. I, did I even have a cell phone when I was working in real estate in Atlantic City? I, I, I don't I don't remember. I must have. I got a cell phone when I first moved to New Jersey. I, I mean, I had one before, but I got a company cell phone. Did you have, phone. like, the big I had stupid the, box one that you I, hold yes. away from me? You remember yeah, that? I, I, well, I what had, did they call I, that? I had that. But then I had the bag phone yeah. when I first got here. So my first company cell phone, <laughs> the bag phone, for, yeah. was 1915-1991. I had a bag phone. I have the same number. Stop it! Do you from, really? Yes, I've had the same cell phone number since 1991. No kidding. I've moved the number for every successive phone piece of technology. So I'm I've trying had. to think. I had my <clears throat> cell phone. I think I got this number that I have now when I started working at Weikert. So that would have been. I'm going to say 99. So it's been 24, 25 years that I've had the same number that I've moved. And I think it was a, it may have started with a BlackBerry. I think I had a BlackBerry phone. Was the BlackBerry also a phone? Oh my God. I'm, I'm, yes, the BlackBerry it was, was, right? Yes. Because it, the, the Palm Pilot, which I loved. You loved you know, it. I, I loved the that. Palm Pilot because I had a Palm Pilot before they were a cell phone. So when they made right. the Palm, I mean, when they made the Palm into a cell phone, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Right. You're like, how could technology get any better right? than this? Right. I mean, it was, in, and, I, and I was mad <laughs> when they stylus, got the stylus. Yeah, right. I had the stylus, and I got my first iPhone when they canceled and got rid of the, of the Palm, and I hated it. I hated it. You were at angry the very, it. I was I was very angry about I it. I had them all. Like, I had the Palm. I had, there was another one yeah. that came out. It wasn't a Palm. It was like a knockoff of the Palm. Oh, what the hell was it? It was horrible. Yeah. And I, yeah, the first one I had, you were thinking of the brick phone. I had the brick phone. I that think was I the had first. That. Yes. That was the first handheld <laughs> cell phone. And it looked like a the Korean brick. War it was radio. The brick. Yes. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, yeah. It was, it was the, tan. They were yep. all looked the same. Yep. I remember I was working for President Bush, <laughs> not W. Yeah. The older one, yeah. the dad. And this was in 19. Oh, my God. I'm going to say 1992. So yeah. I'd just gotten out of um, the Marines. I was in, I, I, I was, I graduated college, went into the Marines, joined into the reserves, went to Paris Island, did all my training, came out, 
got a job with the president on the reelection campaign. And we were in Houston for the convention. There were only three cell phones in the whole campaign. Wow. So I had to battle to get a cell phone. I won that battle, but it was ugly. Okay. It was an ugly battle. Yeah. And I was one of the, so literally three of us with cell phones. It was, it was nuts. I couldn't believe it. And now I look back, you're like, how could you possibly survive without it? So yeah. there's a, but, but that was like, they're saying smartphone. I'm saying we didn't even have the cell phone. Right. Well, it's, I, I had, because I, I had worked in media most of my life. I mean, since I was 14, I had my first hardwired cell phone. Remember the one that had the big transceiver that was mounted in the trunk and they would run the wire underneath the I carpet had, and you'd have the, the, the handset the, on the console. No, it was because I had a shift on the steering okay. column. So it wasn't in the trunk. It was there. It was right. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I had uh, it. That was it. Went into my 1985 two tone Ford Thunderbird. <laughs> That's awesome. And That's it had the, awesome. The big antenna that and stuck you still off the have trunk. that number. No, not that. No, number. not that one. No, okay. the one I the, in New Jersey in 1991. The got one it. I got in 91 yeah. when I first started here at 101.5. They gave me a company phone. It was a bag phone. That's the same number that I have. I've had so, that for every phone. I never had the bag phone because I had the brick phone was my first one in 92. So I did not okay. have a... When were cell phones, when did they become a thing? Had to be right around that time. Yeah, it was right around that I mean, time. It, yeah. Literally, it was a presidential campaign. There were yeah. three phones that yeah. went with us to Houston. Like, are and, you and kidding me? And, and because we worked in media, we had them, right? I mean, yeah. and it was... But it, I'm trying to remember now, we had... We might have had three or four of them in the building, and I had one of them. Um, and then we had a couple that we'd send out with with reporters, right? But you know, it it was. I mean, uh, the technology the technology is just crazy when you think about it today. And it's I every I, Kristen and I were talking about this again. She rolled her eyes at me, but every video game that I pumped thousands of quarters in. Right. That, you know, it, I, I have every one of them on my phone for yeah, free now. For free. Yeah, it's amazing. The, uh, although there is a business in the old school arcades. And if you walk through an old school arcade, it's kind of fun. The sound is kind of fun. The, right? It's like the Jersey Shore still has some great arcades. And, it's, and, and I've actually, the pinball museum that they have is in, is that in Asbury? Yeah, I think so. Is it in Asbury? Um, I've had one of their techs come out and work on my pinball machine. No kidding. So I have a 1980 vintage Star Wars pinball machine. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, and it's and it's in mint condition, the dot matrix screen and everything. And it's so much fun. And it's and the kids and I have always played it. I still have it. Um, it's now, do a, you have it set so you can do it free, or do you make them put quarters? In? I do have it set to 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 work free. Because I would have bet that you'd be like, ah. I had it for a while, up, kids. and Alex got really annoyed. He's like, "Dad, <laughs> I do I?" Because re- I had the key, you know, right, in the right. front, you know. So you just go and grab a quarter and you right. know, stick it in the machine. But he's like, "Can we really just <laughs> just turn it just on? Turn it on so and push great. the button, please." God, the arcade. Oh my God. All right. So, uh, question on the table: Will you give up your smartphone for a month for ten grand? Would you do it for free? I don't know. I'm kind of reminiscing now. One 848 Fast driving instant weather next arrow. Eight fifty three on New Jersey one hundred one point five. I am Bill Spadia. So, would you give up your cell phone for a month? Would you do it for ten grand? 
Let's go to Kevin on 287. What's going on, Kevin? Morning. Hey, guys. You got, man, you two yammer on like two little schoolgirls. <laughs> yammer. That is a great word. So you've been on hold for a little bit, huh, Kevin? Hey, look, we went down this whole memory lane of pinball machines and uh, StarTac flip phones. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> what about uh, you? I was, I was waiting to pick up a load of garbage anyway, so. Oh, good. All right. Uh, so, so here's the deal. I would, I couldn't do it for free because, yeah, because uh, uh, as a driver, my my electronic log is on my phone. All the documents I have to send in is on my phone. But what I would do, I would if I would do it for the ten grand. And what I would do is I'd take my twenty one days vacation, get paid for that, take the ten thousand, take the extra week unpaid, and uh, I'd be ha- way ahead of the game. Well, you would right if you're if you're making less than ten grand a week, then yes, you would be right. Yeah, I get my I get my seventy five clear plus the ten grand, and minus you know the week unpaid. Yeah, but that's not too bad, right? Because most people are not making ten grand in a week. Uh, Plus, you'd have the time off. So, so Kevin, what you are you? Let me ask you this: You're only using the smartphone for work. I mean, are you when you're home? Because I was telling, I was saying this earlier. Someone called and I said, you know, you watch these couples sit at restaurants, sometimes very nice restaurants. They're both on their phone facing each other with their heads down in the phone. It's ridiculous. Uh, no, I'm more I, I'm more relaxing and watching TV after four five hundred five hundred miles a day in this truck. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet you need to put it down. All right, Kevin, we'll put you down in the yes uh, with qualifications category. Thanks, man. Have a great rest of your day. Be safe on the roads. Um, let's go to Greg and Freehold. What's going on, Greg? How are you? Morning, Bill. Could you do it? No, absolutely not. And. <laughs> I use my phone. Modern life is not possible without a phone. I use my phone to log in for, for security purposes, to log into my client networks, yeah. uh, open my garage door, I buy stock in my IRA and my other accounts and, you know, keep track of my girls and be in touch with my family. And I think that the challenge has more to do with social media than with the phones themselves. Yeah, I you agree. Know, we all use the phones for GPS and things like that. You really can't be without it. And I read the Wall Street Journal, Barron's Magazine every day, and I do it on my phone. And we're much more efficient with our phones. And, and that's just a fraction of what people do with their phones. There's a lot of really important uses of the phone. I, I do all my banking on my phone. Exactly. I mean, from, from depositing checks to moving money to paying bills, I, I literally do it all. I, I could give up social media. But, but that's the thing, you know, people right? are, are overwhelmed with the social media, Facebook, I'm not on any of it, Facebook, Instagram, none of it. Are you really not? You don't do any of it? Nothing. LinkedIn. I'm only on LinkedIn. Yeah. I can find jobs and whatnot. And I, you know, Facebook and, and none of it. I, I just don't care. Yeah. To be honest, my wife shares the pictures of our daughters and, you know, family stuff, keeps in touch <laughs> with family. It's just such a time draw. I mean, for you, it's important because of your role as the voice of New Jersey, but for me, it would just be an endless time draw. Sometimes I think about getting on it, but it would be all politics, you know, with me. And- uh, Greg, I'm the same way. I, you know, we hired a team now. I've got uh, guys running our social media. So it has been kind of liberating not having... Now, I will still tweet once in a while while I'm on the air. I'll look at something. Someone will aggravate me, and I'll uh, I'll say something about it. But 
for the most part now, all the Instagram posts, Facebook, I don't go into Facebook anymore. And my wife, Jody doesn't have any of it, like none of it. She shut them all down, did not, just didn't want to participate. And, so, and you know what's funny? In their group of friends, they communicate very differently. There's no sharing on Facebook because none of them are using it, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm with you. you know, Facebook and Instagram, they, when you get politics, they get very people get very angry, and yeah. they'll be very mean and say things that they would never say in person. To Agreed. Agreed. It's ugly. It gets very ugly. People are not nice, even with family members. You know, I have an uncle of mine who's a lunatic Democrat, and just texting with him about stuff, he he, he gets very insulting and whatnot. It's just not worth it. It gets personal, so right? Listen, yeah. I've, I've got to jump, but I've got to ask you, Greg, what are we, what's our countdown at? <laughs> One year, six months, and 25 days. All right, we got it. We're keeping track. i still got time to keep you here. Greg, have a good one. Always good uh, to talk yeah. to you. <laughs> That's to the family, man. Take care. All right, your call's coming up, 1-800-283-101.5. Could you give up your cell phone for, or your smartphone, we'll say, for 30 days. Would you do it for free? Would you do it for 10 grand? Is that not enough? 1-800-283-101.5-858. Eric Scott with your news. 912 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Hey, it's not too soon to start talking about the weekend and uh, what you're going to be doing. Uh, you may not know this week is uh, National School Choice Week. Um, interesting stuff because there is a... There's a, an aggressive, let's call it, conversation starting in New Jersey where we saw the reports coming out of Newark where I believe it was only one in six children are reading at grade level. We have a crisis in our education, in particular in our cities. And one of the things that is now happening, and it's happened in 13 states across the country, that voters have decided they want some form of empowerment and choice for parents. Now, tomorrow... There is the New Jersey School Choice Expo that I will be speaking at. Really honored to be invited and be a part of this. Taking place at the War Memorial right outside the state capitol, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. I believe I'll be speaking uh, somewhere around uh, 12.15 tomorrow. And it uh, be great if you can join me. I will, um, I will post this and have this uh, tweeted out on all our social media. But uh, I want you to meet the organizers. But I, I'm going to take a break for traffic and weather. And the, uh, the organizers are going to join me right after Kai and Deanna, uh, who are putting this on. They're in Homedale, but they're putting on this School Choice Expo, which is going to be a great opportunity for parents, students, and educators to understand what options are available and out there and how we can bring about some much-needed change to our educational environment. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 913 is the time. Traffic and weather next. Hello. Nine twenty-two on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with it till ten o'clock this morning. Talk of Jersey taking your calls one 1015 So there is a growing trend among lawmakers in the state, thirteen states in the country, I should say. Thirteen states have uh, what's called an ESA program, which is uh, an education savings account. Very, very interesting stuff and. Uh, you know, as I make my way around the state doing three, four events a day and meeting with people, speaking with people, I've spent a lot of times with uh, charter school folks and micro schools and homeschoolers. And one of the big objections to school choice, uh, there are two. One, people are afraid of vouchers because they don't like the idea of, of transferring between public schools. And I understand that. And many of our homeschoolers and micro schools and parochial schools, et cetera, are afraid that if you allow government 
to shift money from taxpayers to those schools, that there will be with it this kind of control that certainly nobody wants. It's why you left the public schools in the beginning. So I get it. But there are opportunities, and we're going to talk about some of these opportunities. I've been invited to speak to a great organization event um, tomorrow. Very much looking forward to speaking at the New Jersey School Choice Expo. The organizers join me now, Kai and Deanna. Hey, guys, how are you? All right, good, Bill. So tell me, first of all, uh, thank you for the invitation. I am really looking forward to meeting the parents, the educators, the kids, everybody that's going to show up tomorrow. We're going to be at the uh, the Trenton War Memorial, and that's right near the State House. And it's uh, I'll be there, I believe I'm going to be there around 1215. So what should people expect with this event? And then what do you see happening regarding school choice in New Jersey? So I will go first, if that's all right. My name is Kai Collins, and I started in this conversation about three years ago um, when I found out that my tax dollars were not accountable accountable to my kids. Uh, This started as an effort. It has turned into a movement. It is now turning into a revolution, and I don't use that word lightly. Uh, We are finding out that there are so many communities across this state who realize because of their experience that a single system is not able to serve every child and all of their concerns are valid outside of this conversation whether that is because of regulations or because of a voucher that is not meaningful for every family we are here to start the conversation and ask the right questions so that we can be leaders not followers in this nation there are a lot of states doing a lot of things that are not going to work here in new jersey and we realize that and so our movement is grassroots and if it doesn't happen on, on the ground and with us being involved it isn't going to happen and it isn't going to be able to serve us and i always i'll use this analogy and i'll give deanna a chance to respond to your question as well i wear a fanny pack right it serves me If I were told that I needed to wear a handbag or a purse and it has to be this size and I have to buy it from this store, it is not going to serve me. And the reason I can have something that can hold what I carry is because I can go and I can choose it and there are options and I can buy it. Right now, we are being funneled into one single system. And I don't understand when we agreed that this is how it was going to work and we haven't seen that it is able to meet our needs on the ground. Yeah. And that is what we are here to talk about. And I really appreciate that you are willing to engage because this is a very delicate conversation. Yes. And we are going to have this conversation tactfully so that we are not a threat to anyone. We do not want two different groups. We right. are forming a coalition. Kai, and my effort is to get this done this year. Kai, I love it. We, we are going to get it done. I And, and it's going to take us the next few years to get the entire program implemented. But uh, there is a desire and a need among parents. And parents want this. And many educators want it as well. Deanna, we'll let you um, get the last word in. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, it starts here, right? Uh, We have to start moving now because our children's education matter most to all us parents. So I started New Jersey Parents for Virtual Choice almost four years ago when I realized that my kids actually, they were the exception. They did better. And then I found out that there were about 26,000 others who also felt that way. Hmm. So it's not for any reason. It's for all reasons. 
So the faster we can start the conversations, the faster we can start moving to fix the problems that exist. Yeah, I, I love it. You guys, I, I am, thank you again for inviting me. Um, if you're interested in this, you can go to BillSpadia.com slash events. It's the very next event. It's tomorrow. You can also go to SchoolChoiceWeek.com and check out the events in New Jersey. Tomorrow, Friday, January 26th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the War Memorial. I'll be there around noon. Guys, thank you for inviting me in. This conversation is just getting started. But to your point, we are going to attach uh, action to this. And that is the benefit of these airwaves, our entire organization, you know, with the Common Sense uh, Club and our C4, C3, all of it focused on making sure that we right the wrong and get the kids the education they deserve. When I found out that only one in six kids in Newark were able to read at grade level, I thought something has to be done, but it has to be done across the board to empower parents and kids. Kai, Deanna, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow at the War Memorial. Thank you, Bill, Thanks, very much. Take care, guys. Yeah, so that's, you. We'll see you then. Schoolchoiceweek.com is the name, is that website, and uh, we'll have this posted later today as well. 928, Eric Scott with the news then. 938 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Um, listen, uh, Eric, we've got some housekeeping I just want to make you aware oh, of. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I like to plan ahead, so I'm planning the year. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're a big planner. Right. February 1st is almost here, and I'm kind of planned out for the rest of the year. Well, uh, right now, you I don't know if you knew this, there are only 275 shopping days left until Joe Carrillo's day. <laughs> so I, I wanted to just tip you off, but here's the thing, and I need your help on this. Okay. It falls on a Saturday this year. Oh. It's October 26th. We celebrate Joe Carrillo's Day every year since um, the announcement of the senator's retirement uh, back in 2016. So this was uh, October 26th, 2016 was the very first Joe Carrillo's Day. We've been celebrating with a gift exchange of 23 cents every year um, in honor of his uh, support of the gas tax. Uh, But it falls on a Saturday. So I think we're going to... So the question is... What is appropriate for Joe Carrillo's day? Do you do you hold it until Monday, or do we celebrate on the Friday? Because it's only fair to celebrate it on the air with our listeners. Well, I think you, you think? celebrate it on Friday in anticipation of Saturday. Because, I mean, you don't... Like you, Joe Carrillo's Eve. Right. I mean, you wouldn't put yeah. your decorations up at home after the holiday. Those go up the week before. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I'll decorate... We'll decorate the studio probably a week before. Yeah, then we'll have the celebration on Friday. Right. So the gift exchange for Joe Carrillo's Day will be Friday the 25th. On that Friday. And, you know, I think because we we were behind we were behind the schedule yeah. this year. So, I mean, for the next one, what we need, I think there's enough time that if there is an aspiring songwriter out there. Yes. That could actually put pen to paper and lyrics to music. For tears on the Navisink. So the context is uh, our friend Jeanette Hoffman. You know, she still every once in a while is annoyed at me because of this. But it was just too good to pass up. I mean, yeah. she tweeted out. Either she tweeted. I think she tweeted an article that our friend Ken Kirsten may have written. Kirsten wrote that article. Right? And yes. the title of the yeah. article was Tears on the Navisink. Yes, because Navisink. Joe Carillos was retiring. She tweeted it. And then we... You know, we were all crying tears that day that, that Joe announced his retirement. So uh, it is the, the slogan is tears on the Navisink for the Joe Carrillo's retirement. Um, yeah, I think you've got a good point. I think you've got a good so point. So somebody uh, needs to write tears on the Navisink 
The Ballad of Joe Carrillo. The Ballad of Joe Carrillo. I like now. We did. I, I went back in time. I went to the Google, and Google is is full of information on Joe Carrillo's Day. So if you look for shopping ideas, gift exchange ideas, uh, just go to the Google Joe Carrillo's Day, and you'll you'll uh, you'll have all kinds of ideas. We had asked the listeners back when we started this. Uh, and we had a couple good ones. Uh, My Way, Frank Sinatra, that was yep, from John yep. and Oldbridge. Heather and Flanders said uh, the steam song, uh, Na Na, Hey Hey, Kiss Him Goodbye. <laughs> then we got uh, Bill and Easton wanted Another One Bites the Dust. I didn't love that because I, I mean, it was good. I could see it. And then, of course, my favorite was uh, Jim in Tom's River said uh, Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe. <laughs> yes, that was, that was my favorite. But I think, it, look, it's grown into such a significant holiday for New Jersey yeah. that it really is important that it have its own song. I agree. Yeah, you know, that it, that, and that he have it, has his own ballad. And, you know, I mean, look, it's something that he could share with his kids, with his grandkids. You right. know, it's something that you know, they could play on the floor of the State House. Could you imagine the Ballad of Joe Carrillo's echoing off Ugh. of the Gold Dome. I mean, I'm getting choked up even thinking about it. And I, I think that, um, you know, I think we're going to need uh, the next governor to really uh, enshrine this and, and make sure that it gets on the legislative calendar. Uh, with at least right? a proclamation. Right, it's not right now. Right. At least no, a proclamation. Not. Yeah, I mean, it just... In, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Now, maybe John Bramnick, uh, who is going to announce his run for governor on Saturday will put as a part of his campaign platform to embrace Joe Carrillo's day as a state holiday. Uh, Are you going to go to his announcement? That's Saturday at the Stress Factory? Saturday, yeah, Stress Factory. Uh, maybe. maybe. I, I think it's going to be a fun time. Now, you may be surprised to hear this. I did not receive an invitation. Oh, because I was going to see if you wanted to write up with me. I, I was going to, and I thought, how did John not invite me? I, But I did not get an invitation. So I, I, um, I don't want to crash, so I'm just going to... You know, I'll find something to do. I don't know. Saturday well, night. Well, I mean, it's a public event. Well, that's true. Is he charging the tickets? I don't know. I mean, it's a Saturday night at the Stress Factory. Got to be selling. There's no way Vinny Brand is doing an event for free. <laughs> There's no way, right? I mean, that guy, that, that word, guy knows how to make a buck. I mean, that word's never come out of his mouth. No, never. Yeah, yeah, I it, didn't even think of that. I wonder how that's working. I don't know. That's very interesting. I should hmm. text Vinny and say, hey, I'll, I'll do a set. We get up there and, uh, right? We did, if you remember, we did the um, Speaking Millennial I Awards there. Yeah, you were not happy about that. Yeah, I was there. You won. You there. won an award. I won an award. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah. So, anyway, uh, what do you expect from the next governor? If it's going to be John Bramnick, do you think he'll embrace Joe Carrillo's day? Uh, and um, do any of you have any idea who Joe Carrillo's is? 1-800-283-101.5-944. Fast traffic instant. When the next? Arrow. Nine fifty-two on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning, I am Bill Spadia. So um, now that we're celebrating uh, Joe Carrillo's day on the twenty-fifth of October, uh, there are now two hundred seventy-four shopping days till then. So uh, you've got plenty of time, and uh, you can check it out uh, online. As a matter of fact, I'll ask producer Kristen to alert. We'll send it out uh, later today. We'll alert the article that I wrote back in twenty sixteen, so you know. Which, uh, what appropriate gifts to buy. You know, it's just so you can get ready for the holiday if you're going to decorate and uh, invite family and friends. So you've got some scheduling time. All right, tomorrow, Friday, January 26th, 
I will be speaking at twelve uh, fifteen at the New Jersey School Choice Expo. Let me just say a couple things about this. I do not believe that the traditional voucher plan that you hear about would work in New Jersey. And, and my reason for this is that I don't believe we should be transferring kids around different public schools. It doesn't work. I don't, I think you create a potential for tension and unrest and animosity and you don't need that. You know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't have to. What we need to do is create a choice based on tax credits and what's called an education savings account, which will empower parents to make decisions that are best for their kids. But guys, let me tell you, I'm all over this. I'm going to dive into this the way I dove into flood mitigation, the way I dove into New Jersey Transit, the way I dove into Rutgers. I will have a plan for you to roll out. Right now, we're exploring the education um, savings accounts and tax credits, which will allow parents to be the driver so that for you homeschool folks out there and micro schools, there will be no government interference in your curriculum. That is number one. And we've got now the past 11 years of experience in Arizona to show concretely that there there is no government interference in those programs but it's your money and you have an opportunity and should have an opportunity when i found out that only one in six kids in newark were reading at grade level i knew something had to change all right guys have a great rest of your day i will see you tomorrow morning 6 a.m go to the website nj1015.com slash bill spady i'll see you tomorrow at six Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.